electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market Moving Insight and Analysis. Join Jim Cramer, David Faber, and me, Carl Quintanilla, on the opening bell hour of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good Thursday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer and David Faber. I'm more selling momentum after the worst Fed Day performance for the S&P in almost two years. Ten years close to 4-2 on a day packed with data and earnings. Several companies with some softer guidance. We'll get to all of it. Our roadmap begins with the hawkish Fed dashing those hopes for a pivot to a softer tightening stance. Futures do point to a lower open. Plus, chips are challenged. Qualcomm, the latest issue, poor guidance, announcing as well a hiring freeze. Meanwhile, AMD's Lisa Su tells Jim she sees weakening PC sales. And Roku shares are tumbling yet again. The company issues a weak holiday forecast. Uh, this is ad sales continue to slump. Let's begin with the markets uh, poised to extend that Fed-fueled sell-off. At the conference yesterday, Chair Powell made it clear that more rate hikes are in the cards. It is very premature to be thinking about pausing. So people, when they hear lags, they think about, about a pause. It's very premature, in my view, to, to, to think about or be talking about pausing our rate hike. We, we, have, we have a ways to go. Our policy, we need ongoing rate hikes to get to, um, to, to that level of, of sufficiently uh, restrictive. And we, we don't, of course, we don't really know exactly where that is. We have a sense. Jim, your general take this morning is if you were surprised, that's on you. Well, look, why did he say, why didn't he use that term? Something that indicated very far away in his actual 2 o'clock statement, which was worthless. We got to rethink, by the way, how we view the Fed. They put out a statement, and it has now been contradicted by Powell in the press conference almost every time. So let's just say that he's just putting out a boilerplate, and then he gives you the real grist. And, and now we have the, the two-year 4.7. So if you're a broker, and I call you and say, "Look, I'm I'm really I'm looking right now <laughs> the, at Roku. It, it, it's down a lot. It seems like it's got a grim gu- uh, guide. Is this the time for Roku?" And I think you would say, "Well, maybe it's the time to earn uh, 4.73 on the on the two-year." I, I mean, that's kind of it, that's really hard to beat. Uh, J.P. Morgan's note last night was titled from uh, Dove to Hawk in 30 minutes. You think the statement is more about giving whatever doves there are on the committee their say and then the presser is more personal? I like that. Uh, I do think that October we're going to find out was an incredibly weak month. That, that's the sum total of the research and that therefore he is right to say, look, there's a lag. Uh, but other than that, what did he have? I mean, he, he was going over. He doesn't have any ammo to stop tightening. Uh, he, he mortgages. Not enough. And, and so, David, when you're pal, you got to give him some reason. You need a reason. As a matter of fact, I will tell you right now, he's being no hit by inflation. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, for those who don't know, Jim was in attendance for that <laughs> wonderful performance by his wow. Phillies. You're still 2-2. You're okay. You're still two games away from winning the World Series. I know, but this rarely happens. But did you know I Googled? Ooh. Did you know that I Carl Googled? Carl piling on. Anyone ever have a no-hitter in World Series? I Googled that on the way home. 
And sure enough, Don Larson had a perfect game in, yes. in, in 56. And then there's never been another one. Well, no. I've got to tell you, I want to go back to Pal to say he, he's not on base yet. He has not gotten on base in the but fight. Meanwhile, why does the market... I mean, what is it going to be? Will it be tomorrow or will it be early next week that we once again are getting ready for a pivot? Well, Why does this constantly come back? hope springs eternal. Or, and all, is it also a reflection of people looking at different things uh, within whether it's company earnings or the fallen yeah. commodity prices, Wait. at least some, or any, and just say it's got to be there. It's got to be coming. Well, I mean, and then being disappointed every time? Well, I think that if you have one bad month, he basically said, look, the last thing I'm going to do is pivot and then have a month that's hot. I think that that job... He said that at Jackson Hole, too, didn't he? More or well, less. Okay, well, what do you want him to do? Look, how about, when do you we want began him to say, the latest... Look, economy? I want everyone to sell stocks and buy the two-year, and some can buy the five-year. No, he doesn't care. He's trying to stop inflation so that when your portfolio, Carl, when you get... If you're putting your money away at right now and you're 40 and you get to 70, he wants to make it so that you can still buy a lot of yeah, things. Yeah, he actually made the point that not most people don't finance at the short end, I right? Know. I mean, housing is not built that way. No. That combined with narrower path to a soft landing and this notion that it's better to over-tighten and then support than not tighten enough. All those, those, all those three things See, again, came I go back to the two, the, the two o'clock statement. What a great thing if he had just said, look, we're not done yet. Um, we will do whatever's necessary, and we might even do have to do a little more, so that it doesn't, prove, you know, so we're not fooled. And then, you know, just use that statement endlessly. I mean, I, I do not understand why he gave what's basically a sanguine statement. Yeah, you and can then, see the, you yeah. can see what happened yesterday. Of well, course, but, after the statement, the market moved up well, rather significantly, only to collapse okay. upon a hearing from Mr. So then Powell. So we have to ask, who are those people? Okay. So ill-advised. Oh, the people who are buying on the statement. Because the statement is no longer uh, credible when it comes to what's going on. The conference call, David, the the presser, as we call it in the business, was extraordinary. Because at one point someone asked, well, do you think there's still any possibility of soft landing? And he said, yeah, there's a possibility. And David, that's why people say, ooh, pivot. He said there's a possibility. Right. So he he opened the window. You don't expect him to say no. There's no possibility. No, no chance. The, no. the forecast calls for pain. Well, that's a look. I'm out. It's a total Mr. T situation. It's okay. a total Mr. T It is. It's a Mr. T. It's a clever line. It's a clever line narrative. And I think people have to go back and watch that. Plus, they have to watch Witness, of course. Of course. It said we'd yes. be safe at, at 4.5. No, we weren't. I was no, wrong. Maybe at 4.73. Now, look, I don't want to, I don't want to joke beyond that. No. Because the fact is that when I look at these rates, I think about other years... 1990, in the 90s, and I say, okay, listen, it could go to 5.6. At 5.6, you really have a very hard time owning stocks, other than the people who say, I've got to own stocks for 30 years. Well, year. although the, the dot-com boom occurred during that kind of okay, a interest rate what, environment, well, Jim, well, I mean, it was not a problem because it was normalized rates and we right, were... The, the dot-com what? boom. Yes. What about the it? The dot-com bust is very similar to, to these companies that have been created in the last two years. I mean, they're all elong- no, 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 there's no consolidation to speak of. Uh, other than HubSpot, which I know you follow very closely, customer relations management, every company that reported last night, there was a negative. Mm. Etsy had something positive. Uh, Etsy had good numbers. 
Definitely the collapse but, in some equity valuations in some of these companies is reminiscent, but it's not It's not like the dot-com. Well, you don't think Peloton uh, turnaround where, means it worked Where literally every day you had business models that had absolutely no chance of ever succeeding were being funded. Well, we're, we're about to talk about a company that I'm very close to uh, that had an unbelievable meeting September 26th about how good things were in the auto business. Let's go there. Uh, Qualcomm is down in the pre-market. Yeah, despite the quarterly beat, uh, they do cut revenue guide uh, amid this slump in smartphone demand. On last night's call, uh, Cristiano Amon emphasized the need to cut expenses. We have already implemented a hiring freeze and we have planned spending reductions across our mature product areas in SGNA to fund our diversification. We are continuing to evaluate additional actions and we are prepared and committed to making further reductions to operating expenses as needed. He's going to be Jim's guest tonight on Mad Money, uh, 6 p.m. Eastern time. Between that, Jim, and the double downgrade at Corvo, uh, chips are going to have an interesting session. The Qualcomm was very disappointing. We've been selling Qualcomm, sold some this week for the trust, just because we've just felt all the semis are awful. I've been saying the semis are awful. Uh, what I thought was so so interesting was that there was a slowdown on everything. Now, now, I know that Cristiano felt that the CEO, that the Internet of Things and auto was going to save them. It's why auto was great on September 26th. So then the question is, on September 26th, would that have been a good time to say, but, you know, we're seeing a slowdown. Now, it's possible the slowdown occurred right in October. But you're talking about taking $12 billion in revenue and coming down to $9.2 to $10 billion in revenue? I mean, that that is brutal. And so... I think that's what you should focus on because it's also, of course, Apple and Samsung. Uh, they are the best in what they do. Uh, he does believe it's a two-quarter inventory glut. Uh, I think that Lisa Sue would agree with him, the CEO of AMD, two quarters. David, two quarters is really, really far from now. Sounds like you're setting up for a kind of a challenging interview tonight with uh, Cristiano. Look, I think the bottom line, Powell does not want this market higher. He does. How do we get back to Powell? We were just talking about Qualcomm. I mean, come on, man. Selling chips into phones, and then you got to well, talk about Powell? Well, no, because I, I'm giving you the, the what I regard as one of the tougher of the night. I'm trying to, I'm using it as a metaphor. For what? For, for, for the research. Oh, I see. Okay. See, now the question is, can, David, but, can we get back to Qualcomm? Because believe, because deceive, it is reset. an interesting bellwether in some ways. If we take a look well, at the chip what, stocks, it's going to be down. But they are what, uh, they are growing they are growing very quickly in automotive. Right. That said, not, it's, not off very, well, it's off a very well. It's off a very small. Enough. It's off a small base, but they have obviously a product portfolio well, there that has it, become a fairly significant stock. one. It's an inexpensive stock. That's why I was drawn to it. I think the Cristiano Cristiano Amon is quickly making this company into more than cell phone. Yep. But the problem is, once again, China. The policies of China are simply not conducive to earnings surprises. You've got to explain that for people. Okay. China was the weakness for mm-hmm. Qualcomm. Remember, they do... The sale, the sale of... of uh, yeah, I mean, China. Look, it, it, you know, the other day, I was talking to an executive who sells a lot of business, does a lot of business in China. The, the Chinese, you were saying, they are turning to a consumption economy. That's what that's what she wants, right? And but they love the shop as a experience, experiential, almost like when you went to the mall when you were little. Remember, David? You, uh, you didn't know. We had one mall in Queens, yeah. and I didn't really go there. No, no. Okay, so when you you go to a mall, 
and it was really exciting. Like, wow, look at this gap. Well, the, the Chinese still love to shop, uh, not as a people, but they. Have, but I'll give you something. Eleven Eleven is a day, David, uh, infamous day. That's shopping day. It is, and, and people are worried they won't go out. COVID restrictions in China are preventing people from well, the, the, going out, the, also from buying all sorts of stuff, including right. new phones. Well, thank you. Apparently. Okay, now I rest my now, case. Now, that's, that's, as well, they're that, a provider to many of these companies, that, these Chinese handset manufacturers, and almost, they have no, inventory. Every single they one. have inventory gluts that right. they still haven't worked off as quickly as might have been anticipated. Right, and I think obviously there's still some weakness globally, macro, but Carl, over and over again. We hear, we hear two things. One is that China, the shopping is really, really done. And the other thing is, at the same time, it's, the Fed is not saying, you know what, we have weakness in China. I mean, no. Kayla Tausche, Kayla Tausche. asked an yep. amazing, yes, amazing did. question. And the answer I felt, which was pretty clear, is, hey, you know what? Not good. Don't care. Right. We're in Not touch. Good. We're in high frequency it's touch with those governments. But I love the question yep. because what it said was basically, hey, "What the? What? Do you, what? Do you, I, I don't care." Also, Sam making the Gerard. point that, that reigning in inflation domestically would be long-term positive for the global right. economy. I mean, he's not. He's not looking at anything. He's just. He knows that things are not so great overseas, and he doesn't care. But the fact is, if you sell overseas, if you sell in China, you're not selling it. We know that. That's why okay. we talk about the COVID lockdowns almost well, every day. Look, how many people who were at, at, at the Disney park who were symptomatic that got tested? How many? None. Right. Not one. Right. Not a single no. It was a total no hitter when it came to symptoms. That's cor- correct. Everybody got out eventually because they all tested negative. But that's what I mean. I mean, what kind of policy is this? It's the policy. What is he doing? But again, he can say he's kind of like if he had a presser. He, and Kayla Talshi asked him, well, what, how about the United States? I think he'd say, well, you know, I'm in touch with them regularly. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk about Roku, uh, the holiday outlook slamming the stock. Just one of several companies with softer guidance today, including Under Armour, Moderna, Peloton, Zoetis, Teva, Cummins, Zillow. Take a look at futures. We're back after a short break. The spirit of performance defines Acura, and now it's electric. Introducing the all-electric ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. While what powers their cars may change, the energy that makes Acura never will. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system and up to 313-mile range on a single charge, and a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is everything they said electric could never be. It was built with the driver in mind, just like Acura's been doing since the beginning. We could talk all day, but the only way to experience this electric performance is to drive it yourself. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. 
For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. Companies are advertising are pulling back their ad budgets because they're uncertain if there'll be a recession or not. And so a lot of Q4 ad campaigns are being canceled. And, um, and so that's why, you know, so I think this, this holiday season, given the unique set of environment of environments and characteristics is probably going to be different than the typical holiday season. That's Roku's Anthony Wood on the call last night. The stock is tumbling this morning on the weaker-than-expected guidance for the current quarter. Uh, they did beat on the top line, and Jim, user hours actually were beat as well. Um, look, I, when I read that quarter, the first thing I said was, do they have any cash? Well, it turns out they do have a lot of cash, but I said that because they're talking about gigantic losses, gigantic, uh, and, and big advertisers are not spending, uh, negative player margins. David... They're, the only thing about that I liked was I read this review of the, what they have, a Weird Al movie coming out. They got a movie coming out? Yeah, yeah. Daniel Radcliffe. Right? Yes, yeah. and I think that that's the only thing positive like you come up with. I, and the Rich, I think they, they're oh, now the distributing Rich movie. Eisen, uh, getting into sports talk. Yep. Rich Eisen is very controversial. Yep. Very nice guy, big fantasy guy. Uh, uh, I do think that that may have been the benchmark of Bad Last uh, Total complete. Benchmark. Total complete. Um, yeah, there it is. Pandemic Mountain, as I like to call them. Well, um, yeah, that is, that's, uh, yeah, that's. And okay. we have a lot, you know, are there are any number names like that. If you look at Peloton or Zoom, uh, you can go through them. Here, the high, by the way, uh, was about 470, just to put that in perspective. Yeah. We're talking about a $7 billion market value now as we head into trade trading but, today. going to be even less than that. A couple billion in cash. Um, you can reinvent. Some have, they do. They do. Um, Come in a oil company. I don't, yeah. But uh, it just sort of gives you a sense as to what's what's happened there in terms of the loss. It's, uh, All right, so and then, then you see okay, where, where you're down, right? Yeah, Obviously, that doesn't capture the actual loss of people who bought it all along the way up. That's from the beginning okay, well, I'm give of, you uh, of the pandemic. It's still down. Of, of the companies last night that reported, which company did well in the pandemic and then did even better after the pandemic ended? This is another this is quiz. I would did, say, wait, did well during the pandemic. Yeah, I mean, excellent. I mean, fabulous during the pandemic. And has and, done better even since. Yes, this is just the most important thing. i got to focus on this tonight on, on uh, Mad Money. Mm, it's, I, it, can it be Etsy? Yeah. Bingo! I was, look, look, I had it in my hand. I had it. <laughs> yeah, but do you... I'm like you that buzz, magician who has buzzed, the card. You buzzed too late. I did, I buzzed too <laughs> late. You buzzed too late. Buzzed, That's worthless. I, I was put, put, How pulling much it up. Major? Uh, the, what, my, my daily double? <laughs> yeah. no, my. How much did you wager? <laughs> because, yes, Etsy was amazing. And one of the things that's incredible in Etsy, they have seven points. I love this term. Did you use. write down the correct response is actually what you say, Jim. Well, it but wasn't in the so form cool. of a question. Um, Etsy, 7.6 million, what, what they call habitual users. And the commercials worked, Super Bowl commercials. 40 million users pre-pandemic, 90 million users now. 
I mean, that's right. amazing. That said, if you take a look at its chart, it's not that different than many others if you go back a ways because it has lost an enormous amount of market value as well. But the stock's still down 63% over the last 12 months. Yeah, but but I'm I'm saying that. So I mean that's more a function okay, of uh, uh, stock bad, but the but the money. But company good. good. Josh Silverman. Yeah, but yeah. Well, look, not everything should be dictated by the stock. Etsy had a great pandemic. It sounds I don't mean it. They had, remember that big mass business, and a lot of those people came, and they stayed with Etsy, and that's the. I'm trying to think of companies that had customers, and then once the pandemic ended, got more customers, and that's Etsy. Got it. Not Peloton. Just use some of the language of the Peloton. That's, yeah. Yeah. All right, we're going to get to Peloton, obviously, uh, and Marriott, and Teva, and, and uh, Moderna, and a bunch of others today. A lot of results and more on the way tonight. We'll get Kramer's Mad Dash and countdown to the opening bell as well. Don't go anywhere. Every day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create. Like Olu Shehi, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. Welcome back. Time for a mad dash as we count down an opening bell about six and a half minutes before we start trading here at the uh, New York Stock Exchange. We've hit Roku. We've hit Qualcomm. Let's talk Zillow. Yeah, now there's a particular line in Zillow that I'm going to focus on because I think it really is the analog for the moment. Uh, this obviously is, you know, a company that you use to buy a house. Take a look at houses. It said that trends deteriorated at the end of September and into October as we've seen another rapid increase. This has pushed the median U.S. household as a new buyer into the realm often considered housing burdened. So bringing the decline of 25 to 35, now even worse. So in other words, this is the October pivot that I'm talking about. Now, if you remember the, the fable, we see a lag kind of comment by yes. Pal, it addresses housing, all right? And so the numbers in October are worse than they were September. But David, if you look at Costco, which reported last night, you're still seeing food inflation. So, I mean, you may see some sort of decline uh, because of mortgage rates, but you know what? We still got inflation. whack-a-mole. It's inflation whack-a-mole. Well, do you want to touch anything related to housing then at all or not? But it depends if you're out of your mind. <laughs> so what does that say for this thing? Well, it, I, okay, well, here's what it says, all right? I mean, just in case you were, like, wondering for now. Okay. Um, this is, we're just, they're just not doing a lot of business. Now, they got out of that business of flipping homes. That was good. Yes, but that they, didn't last long. You know, look, they're not, I mean, look, they, they, put a, initiative. They, they put a good face. They got to say there's some good things. But the fact is, is that there is a Federal Reserve, and if they take rates up higher, mortgage rates go higher, and that's just going to drive the housing market. But as, as Pal said, that's not enough. That's just one part of the economy. 10% of the economy is housing, and he has that under control. Now we got to worry about the 90%, and he doesn't have that under control. He doesn't. Some people say he's lost his fastball. It's a four-seam 99, okay? And he threw a slider yesterday, and every hedge fund missed it. They reached, and they failed. Not one got on base, and no one, well, no one reached second base, and it hasn't happened since since 1956. 
As Jim relives uh, his decision to attend the Phillies game last night, let's uh, remind you we have an opening bell about four minutes from now right here from the NYC. We're back with a lot more Squawk on the Street. Been talking about the labor market for most of the morning, Jim. Challenger layoffs up 48 year on year. Uh, there's the report about Twitter and Musk's plans uh, on the tape right now. Stripe, 14% as they prep for leaner times. Yeah, I think that the theme of last night was reset. Uh, you've got to reset because you haven't been able to, you have elongated sales cycles or because you have too much inventory. You just don't need as many people. Now, a lot of companies that are in this kind of, a, uh, let's say, analysis of cloud data, the only one that really did well is Datadog, uh, which is a very, very good company. Uh, and then a lot of other companies, like a Fortinet, made me feel like maybe they're overstaffed, Fortinet being uh, cybersecurity. So I, I felt like the a really important theme of last night was, wow, maybe we have too many people giving help things are getting weak. Well, you said that tech would be the epicenter of job loss, and certainly the challenging numbers do say that. So then the question is, is it going to be David 2001? Now, I know, I'm going to be very careful, 2001, a lot of the companies, as you know more than anyone, were infl at inflated numbers. I'm not seeing that. I'm just seeing a lot of companies that came public during a two-year period that are unseasoned and are really, for the first time, First time, people seeing, wow, what do I do? That was made in Zillow, they made that point that, no, we were in Expedia in 2001. We know what they're doing. But there's a lot of younger people came who have companies and a lot of SPACs, David, looking for something to buy. And I, I just think that it's better to return the money. Uh, well, many are. Right. Many are li uh, choosing to liquidate rather than continue to, to try the hunt, which uh, proves to be somewhat frustrating at this point. Uh, for many of those SPACs that raised the money, um, but again, have not actually been a bad place to be invested because you get 100% you get or actually a little more sometimes. And in this market, if you invested in the SPAC that liquidates, you're probably like, okay, I'll take that. That's a lot better than an S&P down 22%. Yeah. Well, I just wish more people, I mean, a lot of people come on air and they just say, a lot of the wealthier people, it's a disaster. Just that. I mean, I would come on air and say, look, just be in the two-year, don't buy the S&P when it's all the way up. Wait till the S&P comes down a lot. And then, you know, pick up the litter. Because this is not a disastrous moment. There are other people who say this is you know, worse since World War II. And I don't really like that language, even though I like the person you said, Paul Singer. Well, we, yeah, we haven't mentioned uh, the Elliott letter uh, reported okay, I, in the FT. I, I think the yeah. Saying, don't think you've seen everything if you lived through the 70s or even eras before that. Paul is a very, uh, obviously, a very deeply intelligent man, uh, uh, but he does tend towards uh, darkness more than the light oftentimes. Right. And uh, and uh, their pitch at Elliott and kind of is, uh, the world's a tough place, give us your money because we'll protect it. And they do. Um, I don't know that it, you know, the returns are as, as strong as some other who perhaps have a different pitch, but it works. So. I get it. He's always worth listening to, but I would say that in the in the couple of times that I had an opportunity to meet with him, he was similarly concerned. Yeah, I, I think that you can't uh, overstate the strength of the balance sheet of the consumer. They have a lot of money. You, you can't uh, overstate the balance sheet of corporate America. Right. Really fantastic. I mean, look, again, I look at uh, the only company that I saw that really had a problem is Tupperware. And, and David, Tupperware's not the kind of company I think is emblematic of the economy. 
but no, they, had a, they had a they had a, a covenant problem. I'm looking for covenant problems now. Every time, like Lincoln National reported a number, they they, I mean, they had some ill-advised ways that they accounted for uh, a universal life, but balance sheet's fine. I need to find companies, David, where the balance sheet is weak, like we've seen in pre-2007-9. I don't have it. All right, well, I may have a couple of thoughts for you on that front as well in a little mean? bit. What, Lumen? Are you going to Lumen me? No, I'm not going to Lumen But I will point out Etsy. I will point out, I will point out Etsy, which you mentioned right before we uh, started trading, is up over 8%. Uh, very good response to those numbers. And to your point about uh, balance sheet, Hyatt, uh, 64 crushes 28 cents, and they raised the guide. That's going to be the highest pretty much since April. Well, I mean, the travel continues on. You know, travel's great. Now, people are going to take Marriott down. I got to tell you, give me a break. Travel is fantastic, it, but I felt the same way about Airbnb. I felt that, that Chesky was being conservative, which is the way you should be, but that there is no end to travel. Travel is crazy, but that's again post-pandemic. Actually, travel was cited by Papa John's as the reason Q3 pizza results weren't good. Too many people on the road. Well, I thought the restaurant brands that Tim Hortons was great. My favorite Popeyes was great. Yeah. They always make fun of me about how I pronounce that. Popeyes? That's how it's pronounced in Philadelphia. Popeyes. There's Papa John's, but you're talking about Popeyes. Well, no, but that's restaurant brands. I'm right. saying restaurant brands. I like that. I know. We got we got him coming on later in the show. You do? Jose, Jose, Jose Sill, yeah. yes. Yeah, Jose Sill. How does he get that billing? Burger King. What? How did you get that? How do we get it? Yeah. The team, man. The team. It's called it's called corporate Darwinism. Well, I survival be, of the fittest. It'll be fabulous. Tim Hortons turned around. Uh, Burger uh, King comps up ten. I just I don't know. I mean. It's just good. Yeah. I, um, I thought the quarter was just a good quarter. Well, yeah. Starting to see a lot more green already on the screen. Uh, four, four or five minutes in here. I've got Tesla up. I've got uh, uh, Netflix was actually briefly uh, positive. Um, Amazon, well, now Conoco? it's down again. The oil yeah. again. Things are moving kind of quickly. but It's a big company, Conoco. 165 million. What did you, you just know, say? Oils are on the move again. Uh, yes. Uh, Conoco uh, yeah, with a, a nice beat, an 11% div hike. Uh, they uh, raised know, the existing the, buyback to right, $20 billion. These dividends are gigantic. Remember, everybody disliked Devin's quarter, and I get that because they made this acquisition and spending more. But it's got an 8% yield, uh, and that is, yes, more than treasuries. David, um, the move in Exxon, not up today, is breathtaking. And that's a four, that's a four hundred forty eight. I'm just saying that the the companies that I'm praising here are not small cap. No, no. Listen, I've watched Exxon now for quite some time, and it's added um, hundred and I think one hundred and fifty billion in market cap in that time. That's four hundred and fifty billion or so. Uh, well above that of, for example, of Meta. Interesting to watch the two of them just over one year. How about now Apple's took, market you took, cap? Um, you, you know, you, yeah, you took 800, almost 800 billion. Yesterday, Jim, you and I were talking. I was, I was incorrect. Meta did cross a trillion briefly, very briefly yes. in market cap. I thought it had just come very close, but not had, but it had. But and if the point got, is it's lost almost 800 you, billion uh, in market cap. If you were hired then and you got stock-based compensation, are you thinking about going to restaurant brands? <laughs> Maybe, you know, special orders don't upset them. Uh, yeah, the stock-based comp is painful for we, many. We don't and talk about it enough. It's a mistake. It, it's the typically uh, the adjusted EBITDA numbers for most of these companies uh, adjust for stock-based comp. It's not a part of 
EBITDA. And you know, you do wonder as stocks suffer whether employees will demand more cash compensation, exactly. and therefore a new theme. And therefore, it, your EBITDA number, your real EBITDA number, and by the way, that will, you know, you're not going to adjust for stock base, and stock base is not going to be nearly as large. But it's no longer job hop. Where are you going to go? You're, have more you're not going to be able to go to Alphabet. I don't think you're going to be able to go easily to uh, Meta. I, I, I want to reiterate, David yesterday questioned me on the, long, the length of time that Meta's willing to lose money on the Metaverse. And I would say it's kind of like J-Pal. Until it's done the money will be spent. Meanwhile... We don't, we don't know when that is, do no, we? No, and he doesn't either. That's, that's the point. He doesn't know. He has right. no deadline. Yep. Just like the truth, no deadline. Um, Jim, you, you asked earlier about balance sheets, and I want to, uh, in the favor report today, I do want to talk about a company that I haven't spoken about in some time, in part because its market value is so low. I'm talking about Altice USA. It's a company we used to talk about when we talked about Comcast, our parent company, or Charter, two of the larger providers, of course, of what we still call cable, but really broadband services in the country. Altice, not part of that conversation, in part because, again, its market cap is now $2 billion and going down. But it's got $24 billion in debt. $24 billion in bonds have been issued. Remember, this is a Drahi company, Patrick Drahi, owner of Sotheby's. Uh, big owner, by the way, I'll get to this in a minute, of British Telecom, BT, what they call now BT. And there's the capital structure for Altis. Still trading at about six, you know, talking six times. I'm looking at a Goldman note on it, which has the capital structure and the maturity schedule. Taking a look at sort of the leverage ratios in the last 12 months, gross and net, about six times, um, maybe 6.2. But... Uh, the quarter and why the stock is getting crushed yet again, well, their revenues were down 7%. They lost 43,000 uh, uh, broadband uh, subs during the quarter. Uh, many had expected that would be uh, not quite as bad. They also lost uh, video subs of 82,000. Um, and they're still spending aggressively to upgrade a lot of their plant against tough competition to upgrade it to fiber, fiber to the home. Uh, so that sort of gives you a sense for Altice. But in this kind of an environment, you have to start to look to the other side, to the debt side. Because, again, you look at that company, you're like, well, well, well you know, it's $2 billion. Who cares? But uh, $24 billion in debt is held by bondholders. Um, wow, David. And that becomes a question. Also, Drahi's interesting because he does like to operate on leverage. And I mentioned uh, BT. Take a look at that stock. Trades, obviously, in London. I think he owns, at last count, 18% of that. He also owns all of Sotheby's. Um, just worth, you know, worth, a, and again, uh, a miss there from BT. They continue to say no, no changes planned, I, I don't believe, in terms of their spending at this point, looking at some of the takeaways from the call. Um, determined not to concede any retail market share. CEO acknowledged uh, price rises are a risk of competitors don't follow suit. Um, but that gives you a sense there. And in markets like this, eventually, guys who've been very levered, you start to at least wonder. Boy, David, now that's six times? Yeah, 6.2 times that's is all tease. That's sustainable if the revenues stay flat, but not. Correct. You can't have 7% revenue declines every, uh, every quarter so, uh, with that kind of a debt load. And we watch this because of that immense size of the debt load. Now, if we had to go buy some of the bonds, what would they? You know, they haven't broken. Um, I think there, it depends, and I haven't got, you know, bond quotes, 70s to 90s cents on the dollar, you know, you're going to get some sort of a discount there, in part uh, also because of what's happened with rates, but because uh, they're not all, I want to go through, they're not all floating rate. But, um, but Jim, you know, 
just worth worth keeping in mind. That's all. No, and obviously, I mean, they issued a lot of this debt at far lower interest rates, uh, as you might anticipate. Look, look, you know, look, Powell, that's not something. Powell needs a bunch of those, a bunch of layoffs, and he doesn't want to see anybody making money off inflation, okay? Particularly, we'd like to see rollbacks. But if you take a look at some of the companies, now, you take a look at Ballcorp, okay? They reported that, you know, Ballcorp is makes cans. During a period where the Justice Department was distinctly uh, uh, unaware of what combinations could do, there's only two companies that make cans. And so what happens when they make cans? Well, they make a lot of money because you can't pit each other against. And I think that that's, that's really what we're seeing in, in America was, I see this in autos too. I mean, I'm sorry, in airlines. You just don't have a lot of companies competing against each other to lower prices. You didn't have Hershey competing against Mondelez. So chocolate prices were up. This is every day. I, mean, I want to explain to people why. When you go to the supermarket every day or even Costco, there's just not a lot of competition among companies. Yes, transportation's come down. Uh, but you need these companies to say, you know what, I want to take share. You need someone, for instance, David, uh, you know, this will maybe in your house, you'll know this. You need someone to say, buy, to buy us. Getting, I don't know, free to let it by us. You need you need companies that say, I want market share and I want to go head to head. But no one's going head to head. And I want to know why. I want to know why they're not going head to head. Why aren't people, why aren't companies in a war to get customers? Why is everyone so complacent? Raise price. I, I, mean, I mean, it's not rhetorical. I don't have an answer for you, Tim. Oh, come on. I don't. I, we have to go. You know, we really have you, to go. You really, you're See, ignoring the music. Wait, so someone in my ear say we have to go. A yes. good guy, by the way. It's, so, ur- uh, it's urgent that we so go. I am going to go. Uh, we're going to get some uh, final composite PMIs. Uh, we'll get ISM services and factory orders at the top of the hour. Uh, yield still elevated. Two-year close to 472. Don't go away. Welcome back to Squawk on the Street. Rick Santelli here live at CME HQ with the second tranche of Breaking news on this Thursday, S&P Global Services and Composite PMIs. These are October finals, so they're replacing mid-month read. So 46.6 now on services becomes 47.8, and they share something in common with the mid-month read. It's still the weakest since August when it was 43.7. And if we look at the composite side, 48.2 replaces 47.3, so also improvement over the mid-month read, yet it is the weakest level going back to uh, August, where it was 44.6. And we do want to point out that when we look at services, we need to make sure that we understand that this is one of the big driving forces, the biggest swath of the U.S. economy. We still have a third tranche of data left to come. Factory orders, durable goods, and ISM services but Squawk on the Street will return after this short break. Robinhood's up in the pre-market after posting a revenue beat, narrower than expected quarterly loss. Stock has lost more than two-thirds of its value, though, from a year ago. And Vlad Tenov did discuss that issue on last night's earnings call. We recognize that the stock performance, as well as the overall market, has been hard for, for shareholders this year. And we're hard at work adding value to our business we're very focused on our cost structure. And as you guys have seen, we've made a lot of progress here in the last couple of quarters. 
and it's going to be important for us to manage this closely as we grow from here. We're going to be focused and constrained, and we're probably not going to be able to get to as many things as if uh, the market was um, was doing a little bit better. But I think the things that we do get to are going to be tremendous, and we're going to continue to have good velocity. Uh, 12 million MAUs in September is down from 19 million a year ago. Almost back to pre-meme craze numbers. Yeah, I'm looking at this slide on monthly active users, which is really incredible. But you could also show the slide of credit balances, how much money you can invest on the curve. They've gotten disciplined. Now, some companies well, uh, have pivoted from growth to slow growth with discipline. And the market likes that if the stock is down already doesn't like it if it's a high-flying software company. So what you have here is a bond. I'm not kidding. I mean, they're just investing the credit. They don't have any growth. They have no growth at all. Look at so what do you pay for that then if they have no growth and they're a bond? Well, I think that their asset center custody is not good. Uh, net deposits are bad. Average revenue per user is up slightly. Uh, total net revenue is just up slightly. I think what you do is you pay this price and no more. Maybe you hope they sell it. Right. Okay, I was going to say that, but the problem is in this environment, who would be I know, who's going to buy it? I mean, I've actually canvassed whether anyone would buy this, uh, all the major firms. And they, you know, many of them looked at it, but no one's going to buy it. Yeah, we didn't even mention some of the um, DOJ, Adobe news today, uh, EU, Airbnb, little light touch, SEC looking at uh, uh, 10B, 5-1s, uh, and exec, you know, executive insider selling. And, well, I mean, look, I, I think there are a lot of people who feel that there's been, I don't know, not chicanery? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Ado- I don't when, know. Uh, on the Adobe deal and whether it's getting a tough for wouldn't they be happy to have that deal <laughs> Well, they thought, feel like, thank look, you. Look, I keep thinking about two. How much market cap did how, that how company lucky, lose after that deal was announced? After the fake deal, that deal was. That deal was. Well, I, look, I, 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 I speak to him. I know you speak uh, to Sean. New, we John had him on that John day. Ryan, I remember because I was in and, San Francisco he really at the time. Felt, he felt it was very necessary, uh, but so did Ed Breen on Rogers, and sometimes you get a break. Although yeah, Adobe's I, down seven. And they're not going to get it, most likely not going to get a break yeah. there. It's hard to see exactly the competitive implications of that potential deal, buying a private company, by the way. For $20 billion, but they lost, what, $40 billion of market cap. It was, look, some things are poorly received. <laughs> Meantime, we're going to see if we can hold 3700 here, having given back about half of the October rally. Let's get to Bob Pisani this morning. Hey, Bob. Morning, guys. And remember, Carl, uh, just a few days ago, we were at 3900 on the S&P. Uh, so we've lost 200 points. Uh, 3600 to 3900 is sort of the recent trading range that we've been in. Uh, but with the, the two-year yield hitting new highs, uh, the dollar uh, again starting to rally, whenever those two things combine, the market's going to be down. That's what we're getting today. If you look at uh, risk-on sectors that I like to look at, uh, uh, semis are weak uh, on the Qualcomm numbers, ARK Innovation uh, is below expectations, metals and mining down roughly in line with the overall market here, maybe doing a little bit better. Bank stocks are weak. Uh, uh, Goldman's down six bucks uh, in the uh, Dow, and that's weighing on the Dow right now. Take a look at the earnings. Um, trends generally not great, uh, but I do note that the online consumer stuff 
pretty good there. Etsy uh, above expectations, Q3, eBay above expectations. Boy, great travel still out there. Booking holdings, they had really good numbers overall. But elsewhere, generally it was a disappointing uh, last 12 hours uh, for the earnings situation. Qualcomm was, uh, the guidance was kind of weak. I mean, uh, smartphone demand seems to be dropping a little bit. So uh, Corvo is very big in China. That's a big cellular company. Uh, their guidance wasn't great. They missed. Cummins was really weak. Uh, Roku is very interesting. Weak guidance, and there's been a multiple series of downgrades here. Guggenheim and some other companies downgrading Roku. They had some very interesting comments on the consumer, though. Sometimes you want to look for generic comments on the trends of the consumer. Roku said, as we enter the holiday season, we expect the macro environment to further pressure consumer discretionary spending and degrade advertising budgets, especially in the TV scatter market. We expect these conditions to be temporary, but it's difficult to predict when they'll stabilize or rebound. So they're sort of saying they're not sure where the consumer going either. As far as the Fed goes, uh, a retest of the lows. A lot of people saying, oh, we're probably going to have a retest of the lows now, particularly on the Nasdaq. Can I point out the Nasdaq is 3% from a new low anyhow. So I don't find that particularly uh, a brilliant observation here. Uh, so uh, we'll see. We're 5 or 6% from a new lows on the S&P 500. The question here is what the Fed is going to have, the psychological effect the Fed's going to have on the markets overall. So they're going to keep hiking into the first quarter of uh, Q of 2023 in the second quarter. Uh, higher for longer is going to be the mantra there. Uh, and the only debate now is whether we're going to have a mild recession or a severe recession. The soft landing camp has kind of gone away at this point. Uh, in terms of the earnings impact, you're going to start seeing them bring the earnings down. I think that's what the psychological impact. Remember, we've been positive the whole time here. Q3 has been up 4.8 percent, Carl. Uh, 2023, we're expected to be up 5 percent overall. Uh, and a lot of people are now saying, like Mark Hayfley at UBS, they're expecting earnings to be negative for 2023. Carl, back to you. All right, Bob, thank you. Uh, Bob Pisani. Jim, what's on Mad tonight? OK, hey, Elf is very good. This is a lipstick index. Remember, people buy good lipstick even during recession. I love Elf. Uh, Qualcomm, obviously, Cristiano Mama, we're going to have to put his feet to the fire. And Secretary Mondo, who got that fantastic chips bill through and is, I think, doing more to help American industry than anyone in Washington. Very understanding about what we need to do to get away from Taiwan. So I can't wait for tonight. I just can't. That's, a, that's a huge show, Jim. Uh, we look forward to it tonight, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, Mad Money with Jim Cramer. When we come back, earnings, inflation, the consumer. Don't miss our interviews with the CEOs of Kellogg and Restaurant Brands, home of Burger King, Popeyes, and Tim Hortons. As we got the Dow down 350 and just a shade above 3,700 on the S&P. You've been listening to The Opening Bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager.